Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We're on the air to help all of us understand that our workplace, no matter what it is, is our mission field. And that the work that you do each and every day is critical in that it gets you involved with people who need to meet Jesus who will never probably go to church, but you get to meet him each and every day. Welcome to I Work For Him. Yes, we are so glad that you have tuned in, that you have your radio set today, and we are excited about the conversation we're going to have, Jim, um, and really want to start it off by um, making sure people know about something that is launching on Monday. It's very exciting, Martha. Why don't you tell everybody what's going on with the I Work For Him Power Pod? Well, as you can only imagine, um, you know, we talk every day, Monday through Friday, for an hour on the radio right now, and it is um, a jam-packed hour. The fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. But, you know, some people are blessed enough that they don't need to be in their car or commuting or whatever they're doing for a whole hour at a time. And so they, we realize that um, some of the power is being lost in the sense that if they miss it, they're on to the next day, and the listeners aren't getting to hear that story that we might have um, shared that really could impact their workplace. So we have taken the um, heavy-hitting shows and condensed them down into a 15-minute power pod packed with information, packed with powerful stories, um, packed with the golden nuggets. And so those are um, going to be available. People can start subscribing now on their favorite podcast platform. Look for I Work For Him Power Pod and subscribe to that. Monday is our official launch. Labor Day. That's right, because we are a workplace show. <laughs> and Labor Day is a day off. So that makes sense? Sure. Of course, because it's all about the celebration of labor. Labor Day is a day where we celebrate what God is doing in our lives because work is a gift from God. So make sure you check out I Work For Empower Pod. Maybe you've always thought our 40-minute podcast because they were just a detuned version of the broadcast is just too long. The Power Pod will get you those golden nuggets, as Martha likes to say. And if you really want to hear more, you can always then listen to the full power uh, podcast, the I Work For Him full podcast. So check it out on your favorite podcast platform. We're on eight different platforms, right, Martha? That's right. And it is all um, possible through our relationship with Charisma Podcast Network. Network. That's right. Those people at Charisma have been amazing to deal with. So excited. Check them out online. Uh, It is Charisma Media Online, and it's charisma.org, I believe. Charisma.org. But check them out. We'd really love to have it. We've got a couple of other things, cool things going on. In Tampa Bay, which really could service the entire listening audience in Florida, we're doing a marriage retreat on October the 5th, the afternoon of October the 5th. We are. Which, where we're holding it is about three hours of Jacksonville and about an hour outside of Tampa Bay uh, in Dade City, Florida. We're holding just an afternoon of... Talking about the book, The Marriage Mentor, but Martha and I will be presenting just ways to keep our marriages strong because as, as Christ followers, our our marriages are supposed to be a light to the community. It's more of our work that God gives us because marriage is work. Although being married to Martha, not much work, but I know some of you, you really have to work at your marriages. Uh, 
I was waiting for you to just jump I'm, in there. I'm just going to let you be there. So um, so we are very excited to do something local. As um, For listeners that have been around for a while, they know that every year we do a marriage cruise in February. And this is an opportunity to get away with your spouse and really invest in your relationship. But um, people were wanting something this fall we were getting feedback on. And maybe they can't get away on a cruise. Um, this is an opportunity for you to come and just spend some time with your spouse and really get to focus on your marriage. It's called S'more Than a Feeling. Guess what we're going to have after dinner, Jim? Hot dogs? No, after dinner. Um, Cheesecake. How about s'mores? Oh, s'more so than a feeling. you can guarantee there's going to be some fall weather going on, whether it's hot or cold. It's okay. We're going to have s'mores. We are. Um, I, it's pretty fun here because if we even say, so if you will brave the sticky to enjoy the sweet treat of a satisfying marriage, then you can. that can only be found in Jesus. So we have the ability for people to register for s'more than a feeling marriage retreat on our website. And our buddy Will Murphy adds, make s'more time together. Very cute. That's right. So how do they sign up for the retreat? So go to iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. Go to our events page, um, which is under uh, resources, and there you will find... A stack of s'mores in a picture. That's going to be your first clue. Wow. Okay. But click on that and they can do all the registering there. We'll know you're coming. It's just $25 for the couple. And that's dinner, resources, s'mores, and amazing fellowship with other um, people just wanting to work on their marriages. But you need to register way ahead of time. October 5th is the date. Yeah, because there might be a, a shortage on marshmallows. So we got to no, make sure we have enough. No, it's because of Oh, oh, I was worried about the books. chocolate and the okay. marshmallow. <laughs> so why do Jim and Martha hold a marriage retreat? Because in our workplace, if our marriages are a mess, it tumbles over into our workplace and compromises mm. our witness. We need to work on our marriages all the time. And it's a massive part of our life. We're married a lot more than we work. So we need to work on it. Because it's so, 24-7. Is that and, what you mean? Yes. Marriage? And we're passionate about marriages being strong. So that's why we, we want to really do this. Are. We love to do it. So, And if you'd ever just wanted to spend an afternoon with Jim and Martha... This is a great way to do it. So I want to just encourage our listeners to um, think of a, themselves and maybe a couple of other couples that they enjoy going out to dinner together. They enjoy they're in a small group together. They're their neighbors and they've been looking for something fun and different to do. This is an excellent time to come alongside and do this together. All right. How about some practical for our marriage today? Let's just say you're listening to the show today. You tuned in and to get something really practical for your workplace. How about this? If you're married, here is the number one secret Having a strong marriage. Okay, we're listening. I was letting a little, the dulls, the, the silence, which is deadly. Pray with your spouse. What, what do you mean, Jim? We pray over a meal. No, I'm not talking about praying over a meal. I'm saying stop and pray. At some point in time, just you and your spouse pray together. Why because you that? have to pray just to make it today. That's what MC Hammer said in 1990 in parachute pants. So we need to pray just to make it today. And it is the key to a strong marriage. When you're starting your day, pray together. Pray for each other. When you're ending the day, pray together. Pray for each other. When you're having an argument, stop and pray. And just bind the enemy up and get him out of the way. Mm. We need to pray. Marriage, Christian marriages should be defined by prayer. I am amazed at how many Christian marriages are not defined by prayer. We need to change that. 
You know, we do. I was thinking back to um, when we were younger and the fact that we would run into a lot of people that would say, well, this is that's my private life. You know, my <laughs> my prayer life, my relationship with the Lord is private. Um, well, you're married. If you even if you feel that way, this is an opportunity to be very vulnerable with your spouse. And it, I know for us, um, we can always do better. We can always, um, you know, there's so many things to pray about, but this whole idea that, okay, it is really, if it is really personal, which it is, your relationship with the Lord should be, but so it should be with your spouse and to share those two and bring them together. It's like nothing else. It's really kind of hard to explain, but it's one of those things that we just really want to encourage you to take that step and say, Hey, what do you, let's pray together. I'd really like that. You got to pray just to make it today. And if you want your marriage to be awesome and maybe your marriage is struggling, Start praying together. Marriage, your marriage is okay. Start praying together. Marriage, your marriage is pretty good. Start praying together. You want your marriage to be excellent, to be awesome, to be what God intended for the way Adam and Eve were in the garden before they sinned? Prayer. Because they spend time talking with God all the time. They walked with him in the cool of the afternoon. We need to do that together. It's a powerful way to impact every marriage. For sure. So it goes right along with the I Work Ram Nation, Martha, because if we really want to impact our workplaces, we need to commit to the steps of the I Work For Him Nation covenant, which is not a club, but you go to iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. This is the commitment we're asking you to make. Start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Look for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires. Look for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace. Look for ways to pray with them when you notice they're having a rough day, but all along being a person of excellence. That's what defines a follower of Christ in a workplace because our workplaces can be transformed by the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Go to iworkforhim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. It will transform your workplace because it will transform you and that will impact everybody around you. iworkforhim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. All right, starting off on the show today, we got Emily Garcia. Emily Garcia, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So we're just excited. Talk to us about um, your passion for why we are having the show today. What, what was what was the idea behind bringing Ballet Magnificat to St. Pete? Yes, um, we are a group of teachers um, helping our community bring uh, Serving Youth Tennis, which is a nonprofit organization uh, that we have started, and uh, in order to bring uh, the students to come back and forth. Uh, we are going to need a van. So we were thinking of ideas on how to do fundraise. And being that I have um, been adopted by a dance teacher, a ballet teacher, I and I know a ballet magnificat, I called and asked if they would come. And praise God, they are going to be coming to the Palladium Theater to perform for us. And I'm so happy to uh, have them in the I mean, St. Pete area. And we're so excited about it as we're so excited about it as well, Emily. And I can't wait to introduce the audience to this whole idea that as Christians, it's okay to embrace the arts. Now, one of the the co-directors, co-founders of Ballet Magnificat is Keith Thibodeau. Keith Thibodeau, famous Hollywood-wise as Little Ricky on the I Love Lucy show and the Lucy show. And also... The drummer from David and the Giants, Keith Thibodeau, welcome to I Work For Him. 
Thank you, Jim, and uh, thanks, thanks, Emily, for all the work that you're doing to help us bring, bring the company to St. Petersburg. Well, we're excited, Keith, just for our audience to hear your story, because you are an artist. And a lot of, uh, as Christ followers, a lot of people have it like, what do I do with Hollywood and arts and entertainment? Because it just feels so awkward, because it's really, because Christians have stepped out so far away from it, it feels like it's not a place where Christians are welcome. And, and I really would love, if you're willing, Keith, to tell us a story of how Jesus found you in the arts. Well, that's, that's a bit of a story. Do uh, you want me to go way back or just... Yeah, go way back. I mean, to where, to where Jesus... I mean, you, your, your story online, I got to read it online. Let, let's hear the story of how you became a Christ follower. Okay. Well, I, I, I grew up in... Uh, well, I was born in Louisiana. And I began playing the drums at an early age, uh, very early, in fact, two years old, and um, started playing on trash cans in the backyard uh, of our home. And the neighbor heard me, and, and then she, uh, she told my dad that, that I think you need to buy your son a set of drums. So he bought me a little toy drum, and then I went through that. And then, long story short, I became like a professional drummer at the age of four. Uh, I ended up being on a talent show that that uh, got the attention of Horace Hyde, who was a big band leader in the 1950s, and he asked my dad to join uh, the the show as a regular. So my dad left his job, uh, his, the job that he had at United Gas Company, and uh, we toured all over the U.S. at the um, when I was four years old, starting out in North Carolina and then on up the Eastern Seaboard and then up into Canada and then all over the U.S. Um, and then the show ended up in California, so um, that's where the audition for the I Love Lucy show came uh, into the picture. And so a friend of my dad told him, told him about that they were looking for someone to uh, to play Little Ricky. They were looking to expand the part, which had been played by uh, a, a set of two twins, two sets of twins, uh, as a baby. And so they were looking to, you know, write more parts, you know, around that whole dynamic. Uh, the Alabusu show was such a family show, and, and uh, uh, that, that whole entertainment was wrapped up in it. So the fact that I played the drums uh, really cinched the deal. And, um, and Desi, um, basically, after they saw me and heard me play drums, they said, I think we found Little Ricky. So at that point, I was signed to a seven-year contract with... Uh, Desi Lou, which was Lucy and Desi Studios, um, and I began a whole new life. You know, I wasn't really a, I wasn't really an actor. You know, I, I had I, in me my natural gifting was drums, so I had to learn how to, you know, speak lines. And my dad would help coach me and all that. <laughs> and by the way, you know, you guys are located in St. Petersburg. Uh, my dad lived there for many years. Uh, oh. he, he he lives in the area for a long time and. Uh, you know, we visited him a lot and just enjoyed that area. But um, but going from that point, I got to know Lucy and Desi and and uh, was best friends with their children, Lucy and Desi Jr., and um, spent a lot of time with them in their homes. They, they had about four or five different homes uh, in California and, um, you know, just part of their extended family. So, um, so how did that, that lead you to finding out about Jesus. Was it on the road with that show that you heard about Christ first? I, you know what? I was raised a, a Roman Catholic, um, went to Catholic schools, you know, was an altar boy, was going to be a priest at one point, yeah, and uh, after I got a little older, and, um, 
you know, my what happened was, um, I you know, the show finally ended. Lucy and Desi divorced, and and my dad said, "Well, you're out of a job." You know, so at the age of nine years old, I was on the unemployment line, <laughs> standing with other you know uh, unemployed actors or whatever, and uh, and so I ended up. Uh, after all this, getting a role on the Andy Griffith show as Opie's best friend. It was a small part, but I was on about 12, 13 episodes. And so, I, you know, I became a part of the Mayberry, um, the whole the whole Mayberry um, city there. And, um, and so shortly after that, my parents separated. My dad left my mom for another uh, a woman um, at another studio. He worked at one of these studios, and so, you know, he was wrapped up. He was best friends with Desi, and and they would go golfing together in Palm Springs and stuff. But, uh, you know, it, that life just overtook him, and he was just a Louisiana boy. He was raised a Catholic, and uh, and basically Hollywood got the best of him. So at this point, I, I really began to rebel against God, and that's kind of what started my journey um, after this. And so we. Um, you know, I blame God that he could have stopped my parents' divorce. And so, but long story short, uh, my mom took all of us kids. I was the oldest of six, and we moved back to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then once in Louisiana, we, um, I ended up finishing high school and started playing in bands, you know, like garage bands. Finally was in this uh, local band that we had, a, we, we had a little record out, a little local record. And um, we were called the Persian Market. And uh, so then I got to, from that point on, I was getting into drugs and, and, you know, the whole late 60s, um, smoking pot and doing LSD and and basically doing every kind of conceivable drug that that you can imagine. Uh, My best friend ended up in a mental institution. And then I joined the band David and the Giants, who were at that time a secular rock band. And so Mm. I moved to Mississippi and... And uh, basically, was just trying to run from my uh, my past. I blamed God. I was I never I didn't attend Catholic church anymore. I didn't attend uh, any kind of church. I just was sort of putting God on the back burner, and just saying, well, you know, I still believe in God, but I'm I'm just not you know doing anything. You know. And, and let me just interject here for a quick second. We're talking today with Keith Thibodeau. And they're bring he and his bride are bringing Ballet Magnificat to St. Pete to the Palladium Theater on September 29th from 7 to 9 p.m. We're going to give away seven tickets to this show during the show today. You could call the listener line 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And Keith is working up on his story on what the, how the Lord led him to get into ballet. Keith, you get into David and the Giants, you got a minute left. How did your experience at David and the Giants help you to eventually realize that Jesus had been chasing you all your life? Hmm. Well, it basically, it just basically, uh, my mom invited me to a meeting in Louisiana, and uh, and I did just, I was born again. I, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. I had a vision of Jesus, which I, I, I sort of tell in my book, um, where Jesus revealed himself. It's kind of like a revelational uh, thing on 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 who he is and 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 I just was basically like an atom bomb that I needed in my life to really wake me up and because I had been like going down into suicidal thoughts and I was I was chronically depressed or, or you know just just it was terrible but but God intervened in my life in 1974 mm-hmm. when I was 24 years old and I spoke to David and them about 
about Jesus, and we started playing as a Christian band at that point when they all came to the Lord. On the show today, we've got Keith Thibodeau. He and his wife, Kathy, have this ballet company, the world's premier ballet company called Ballet Magnificat, the world's premier Christian ballet company coming to St. Pete, the Palladium Theater on September 29th. Mm -hmm. And you know, we don't do a lot of show promotions right here and I work for him, but I'm so excited that the ballet run by two Jesus followers who love and disciple more Jesus followers as they do ballet. This is something you want to get involved in. It just, what a fantastic opportunity. And we're giving away tickets today online. That's right. So call our listener line at 866-713-9675 and leave your information and so that I can get connected with you. We have three pairs of two tickets and then one additional ticket. And we've been told that they're in the premier location um, on the on the floor for watching the ballet. So we're just very excited to be able to offer that to our listeners. You won't so. need to bring your opera glasses. You'll be close enough to see it with your own eyes. Keith Thibodeau, welcome back to I Work For Him. Oh, well, it's great to be back, brother. So why, with your wife, how did you meet Kathy? Did you meet Kathy on the road with David and the Giants? I, mean, I did. You, run you in- know, I did. We were, we were playing here in Jackson, Mississippi, and, and this was after I came to the Lord, but I was still kind of in the world. I, didn't, I, didn't, I was just a, a raw Christian, I suppose. I uh, had an experience with God, but I was still... Uh, not really connected with the church, mm-hmm. but Kathy came and we—I just immediately ding. It just went off in my mind like uh, <laughs> that this is going to be my wife. So we we uh, basically got married three months later. I have a story about that, but I, I'm not, I don't have time. To have tell to do it. that on another show, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We but 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 it was an amazing miracle, and so I'm, we married. And so when David and the Giants, we finally regrouped as a Christian band shortly thereafter in 1979. And um, and and we had a daughter, Tara, uh, at that point. But but I joined David and Giants, and we began to play Christian rock, which was something that not a lot of churches had back in those days. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like a pioneering thing. And um, and so I saw in you know in the Word that that you could praise His name with the music, with the high sounding cymbals, and that's right, and uh, you know everything. So so basically. There was a whole, you know, the 80s, the 80s of, of, of Christian music was such a amazing time of of, uh, of music, Christian music coming out. So it really made a statement, you know, in the music world. And it began to get on the map then about Christian music. So my wife had traveled with us and did some things with us. She was an accomplished ballerina and was an award-winning ballet dancer. And we saw in the Word where, you know, not only does it say to praise His name with music, but it also says to praise His name with the dance. And so if we can do music in an excellent way, and we can do it in in an orderly way, we could also do something that would praise God and magnify His name with the the vehicle of ballet. And so... um, that you know, little 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 by little, you know, words began to come. We got some prophetic words for the company that that Kathy was going to be a pioneer in Christian ballet. And so, in 1982, she she left the secular ballet company that she was with, and she formed Ballet Magnificat. And then we had about two or three people that came from from New York and California that were Christians that wanted to use their giftings for the Lord. And so it was a very, very, you know, uh, shoestring operation on our vans. We used our vans. We used our own, our our stereo uh, record player for for the sound. It was just, you know, very, very primitive, you know. And uh, But it was so cool because God was beginning to open up churches 
and we began to go in those churches, and we began to praise Him and use their excellence uh, all over and bless churches and, and schools and colleges all over the United States. So what, is, what started it on a shoestring budget uh, has become like what is what's known as the world's premier Christian ballet company. So we tour all over the U.S., we go all over the world, um, presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to the widest possible audience through uh, the vehicle of dance. That is so fabulous. So for people that um, maybe you're just piquing their interest and they're thinking, I didn't even know this existed or they've heard of it, but they didn't know that they themselves would be able to participate. Um, I just want to encourage them. They can call our listener line 866-713-9675, and you might be able to get a couple of tickets to go to this event. But tell us more about... um, you said that the you know the, the dancers came together because they wanted to. Um, what was their actual goal in coming together and dancing? Well, I think I think basically you know they they, they were they were ballet dancers mm-hmm. and dancers, and they just really wanted to use it not for themselves but for the glory of God, much like we did in David and the Giants, where we wanted to play. Not so much for our own glory, but for the glory of God and for That's His awesome. praise. But okay, but what does it look like? So we're, we're, you know, as we talk, you got a lot of people listening today <clears throat> that are involved. In, they're working in an office. They're working in a field. They're working in a parking lot selling used cars. Or you know, they've got lots of different jobs. Most of the people listening today are not ballet dancers. <laughs> and I didn't say belly dancer. I said ballet dancers. <laughs> and we're talking about ballet magnificat, which you can check out online ballet dot com. And we got Keith Thibodeau on the line. Keith, what what? What makes this Christian ballet? Well, it's the message, brother. It's just like in music. It's the message. It's what, what are you communicating through what you're doing? And so and with Ballet Magnificat, we use biblical stories such as um, the, you know, the, music from, we use the, the music from the Prince of Egypt, and we do Deliver Us, which is the story of Moses delivering the children of Israel from Egypt. And then we... Um, we, we do things like The Hiding Place, which is the story of Corey Tim Boom. So it's Christian message. It's all, it's all integrated to, to basically focus people in on Jesus and what he did and how he did it. So tell us about what that workplace looks like. Now, I know you're not dancing. You're not doing Are the you? ballet dancing, Are you dancing, right? No, I'm dancing in the spirit right now. Okay. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> so what does that work environment look like for the the ballet dancers and as they prepare to share this message? Well, you know, we, 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 we come in every day at 9 o'clock. We have a, a chapel from 9.30 uh, to about 10.05, and we have worship, and we have maybe a message. Sometimes we have guest speakers. But we have about, uh, I would say, about 60 people uh that in we have about we have four different companies one professional company and uh they uh they rehearse they do well they do their class first until about noon they have about a 20 minute lunch and then they the the rest of the afternoon is rehearsing Mm -hmm. for what they do so they're constantly five days a week rehearsing and taking class so let's just talk about the in 
ballet is just one of those things where you know we see people twirl and we see people dance and we see people fly through the air and do all kinds of really cool stuff but how does this become a platform for the kingdom how do you tie the dance into the gospel i mean do do people get to share stories from the stage i mean tell tell us how we're how that intentionality gets built into the program when people come to see ballet magnificat at the palladium theater on september 29th Uh, In some cases, there's narration, uh, but most of all, it's basically, um, it's a communication through dance, and and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a language that, Mm -hmm. that, that is spoken, and that you, you, like, we, we communicate it, Mm -hmm. and uh, it, 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 it gets, it gets their, their attention, you know, and it, and some people come in and they've got their guard down when they come see Ballet Magnificat, you know, because it's an art thing right. with the ballet thing. And so they come down, they, they're not even Christians and they come into one of our performances. All of a sudden they go, you guys are so different. What's what, mm. you, you know, is it, I, I had never knew that, that God was, you know, this great, you know, it, it, it just people sense the Holy Spirit. Right, and, and so, we do have a we do have a time at the end of the program where one of the dancers shares a short testimony. Uh, and, and very cool. Give, and, and so there there are, there are there's a spoken word, but they get to see the, the heart of the dancer. And and every one of these dancers are are strong Christians. And you know, in this world of art, there's so much compromise. You know, with with uh, with you know, you talked about secular art and all these other things that mm-hmm. that, that the world looks at uh, as the epitome of things. But but Christians look at it like, oh gosh, you know that, that's terrible stuff, you know. Well, we're on the other spectrum of that. We want to we want to maintain the standard of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ in this in this in this world that we live in because we we are we are in perilous times as the Bible said. We are, as in, and, and the time is short, so we need to really be very active and very intentional about what we do. And even in our personal lives, you know, witnessing the people and things like that, just with, at the store. So, so we're speaking we, with Keith Thibodeau, and he is talking, what he's talking about is the Ballet Magnificat that's coming to the Palladium in St. Petersburg on September 29th. So, Keith, in the last moment that we have left, tell our listeners, like, if they were going to think of somebody to bring with them to the ballet, what, what would that look like for them? Well, you could, you know, I'll tell you what, if you're a Christian, you will be edified. Mm-hmm. If you're an unbeliever, you will be challenged and maybe brought to to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, if you have an unsaved friend, I would invite him to these to this ballet uh, because, like I said, the guard is down. Yeah, you know? right. And and you know they basically watch it, and all of a sudden, right? It's almost like you you go beyond. Um, you know, words and stuff, but, but the words are going to come, you know? Excellent. So, you know, what, Keith, just really, really quick, I want to make sure people understand. Ballet Magnificat, coming to St. Pete, September 29th. They're giving away seven tickets, 866-713-9675. Keith, ballet is not necessarily a place where people know as Christ followers that this is a place I could go as a safe place for my daughter or my son that likes to dance, but Ballet Magnificat's got a following around the country. If people contact you online at BalletMagnificat.com, can you direct them to ballet companies in their local area that that support that? 
We can, and also we have like workshops uh, every summer that that okay. we have about three hundred dancers that come from all over the U.S. and internationally. Right, and uh, right. it's a time when we really, really have four weeks with them, and we can do things with. Neat. Them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Wow. Keith Thibodeau, thank you for being on I Work for Him today. Hey, thank you so much. God bless. Make, you. make sure you check out balletmagnificat dot com and September twenty ninth. On at uh, St. Pete's Palladium Theater. We now get to talk with Emily Garcia. It was her idea to bring Ballet Magnificat to St. Petersburg for the performance on September 29th that we're giving away tickets. That's right, listeners. So call our listener line at 866-713-9675. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. Whether you win the tickets or you have to, you know, you get an opportunity to buy them for uh, a neighbor, a friend, a coworker, another... Buy uh, them? I thought we were giving away for free. No. If, if they don't get to win these, oh, got it. Okay. or in addition to the ones that they win, they want to bring other people with them, okay. I just want to encourage them to do that. So 866-713-9675 is the phone number. Call and uh, leave your information. Love to hear from you. Emily Garcia, we're so grateful that you brought Ballet Magnificat to I Work For Him. And just the whole conversation about the arts. What inspired you to say, we want to bring Ballet Magnificat to St. Pete? Thank you. I am so blessed to have been adopted by a dance teacher at the age of 12. And um, I just love the arts. And she was able to uh, teach me ballet. And I became the best dancer in her studio. And Mm. that uh, has always been a life-changing event in my life that I just love and I have met many, many people, many children that want to also take ballet classes. And so part of, um, you know, serving youth tennis, there's a lot of children that uh, want to be ballet dancers and they have asked me to teach them. So I knew of Ballet Magnificat. Uh, A friend took me to one of the shows uh, and it impacted my life. When I went to see them, I just knew that we had a connection, and I just kind of knew that God had placed them in my life. Um, and so when any opportunity came up, I always um, wanted to bring them. And this time, I am bringing them as a fundraise um, to my son's serving youth tennis, which is um, helping uh, the children learn tennis with character-building uh, Bible skills. Wow. You know, that's pretty neat to hear that um, the Ballet Magnificat is able to come and allow this to be a fundraiser for your ministry. I mean, that's really a neat pay it forward kind of a, of, of a way that we don't hear a lot when you're talking about somebody who's in a, a great performance type based situation like that. Jim. Right. And we're talking about Ballet Magnificat coming to the Palladium Theater the 29th of September 2019. You can get a couple of tickets 866-713-9675 866-713-WORK You can be in our listening audience at Jacksonville and Whitney's too. You just got a little bit longer driving. You can make it a weekend in St. Pete. Fantastic place to vacation. Emily, tell us your story, though. You, I mean, uh, running a ballet company or promoting a ballet performance on September 29th, that's not your—that's not what the Lord has you doing every day. What is the Lord having you doing right now in the Tampa Bay area? Um, currently, I am uh, just retired to work in the children's ministry at Lake Magdalene Methodist Church, and I am going to be helping with 
uh, first to fifth grade, and I just it just fits me right in because I have been a teacher, a missionary, a tutor, and I'm just always um, bringing people to come to know the Lord with with everything. And uh, so this Sunday was my first. Um, my first Sunday, and they brought missionary from Cuba, which brought me back to when I met the Lord as my Savior, um, uh, which is 56 years, I mean, 52 years ago, when my twin sister and I were four, and we had met our mother for the first time. She brought us new dresses, um, and she wanted us to show off, so she sent us up to walk to the church. We sat on a law when missionaries came and uh, impacted us, our lives with um, the love of Jesus and the message. And they sent us off with a song that, you know, reminded us. Um, uh, it was a catchy song. It was, Alabaré, Alabaré, Alabaré a mi Señor, which means I will praise the Lord. And I have, you know, been able to do that with everything once. I became a teacher and a dancer, and um, now a mother. Um, I have been able to just enjoy all that God has given me. So talk to us about, you know, I have many friends who their children start dance very early on in life. And, you know, kids love to dance and we have, you know, not the inhibitions and all of the the um, worry behind it as adults do. Um, but so talk to our listeners about the beauty of um, how God can use dance and encourage them. Give them, a, give them a moment of encouragement as to how they can um, allow their children to develop the gifts that God's given them? Oh, okay. So because of um, my background in foster care homes, I had no, um, you know, I I didn't have no self-esteem. But Mm -hmm. once I became a dancer, oh boy, I was just so, I mean, it took me out of my shell and uh, it just really gave me a a platform and, uh, allowed me to be who I was, who I God meant for me to be. Um, also, my dance teacher, she was uh, written by polio, um, and she was in braces. Um, so the doctor uh, said you should take her to dance classes, and the mother <laughs> um, <laughs> sent her to dance classes, and she became a premier ballerina. I mean, that's how good wow. ballet is. Yes, and Beautiful. she always taught me there's nothing you cannot do, and you just go on, and, and she really made me strong. And it just, it's just such a beauty in, in so many ways. And I just um, want to instill that. I actually do also, I, I'm an artist, um, so I draw. I drew a ballet dancer that just shows her freedom and her liberty. And um, just... It's just great, and uh, I really, you know, support ballet and also the sports. So your son's ministry, Serving Youth Tennis, how do people find out more about that online? Do you have any idea what the website is, Serving Youth Tennis? Uh, yes, it's um, www.servingyouthtennis.com. And That's they're teaching, you said they're teaching young people. Is it in the St. Pete area or all over Tampa Bay? 
Uh, no, it started in uh, Tampa and of okay. uh, Fletcher and North Rome, uh, Roy Haynes Park, and that uh, started as a you know after school event type of thing. But we're doing it every Saturday from ten to twelve. It's free for uh, students seven and up. So we do have uh, parents that join as well. So you're really teaching growing. them. You're teaching them tennis, and you're feeding into them. I mean, you're 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 giving them an outlet for all of their energy, kind of like you got an outlet for your energy as a kid in dancing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the and the good thing is that uh, parents are seeing the difference, and the students are changing their character, their attitude, and they're doing better at school, and it's just really opening doors in in good ways. So, Emily, a question for you. As you, you just said, you retired from a long-time job. Was that job overseas, or was that here in the in the U.S.? Uh, I am a teacher, so okay. I have been, you know, out for four years because uh, I was in Ecuador back and forth. Okay. And so, so I'm not retired yet. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you said you retired from one job. Okay. So you spent some time in Ecuador. Speak to the audience about how you've been able to live out your faith in your work as a teacher, as a, as a ballet teacher and other teaching that you did. How did your faith come out in what you did every day? Okay. Um, well, as a missionary, I've been able to um, go to the field in Ecuador and teach English as a second language. Um, so I have been able to give the gospel because, um, well, I, I teach English with, um, as a second language with the Bible. So ah. I am able to influence. Uh, it's just amazing just by uh, teaching Genesis 1-1 in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. And that right there um, brings out so much conversation. And so uh, it is interesting how they really... Um, learn English um, more fluently, and um, I specify a lot on how they pronounce and how they listen and ask questions, so it's a lot of conversational, who, what, mm. when, where, why, and so that uh, opened the doors for me to um, work in in Ecuador and as well um, here. Uh, Emily Garcia, we're just grateful that you reached out to us through some of our connections in order to bring Ballet Magnificat to St. Pete and for us to be able to highlight it on the air. Emily Garcia, thank you for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out Ballet Magnificat online, balletmagnificat.com. And if you'd like to win a pair of tickets, they can call 866-713-9675. 866-713-WORK, Ballet Magnificat, September 29th at the Palladium Theater. Emily Garcia, in her passion for the Lord and for dance, made this happen. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for Him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.